Prescott takes one final knee. The clock will wind down. The final score. The Dallas Cowboys defeat the New York Giants 35-17. On the... Cowboys 35, Giants 17. Welcome to Talking Giants. This sucks, man. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner. We've been doing this show since the Super Bowl ended, Danny. We have not had a, game, a real game recap since then. I'm here with my co-host, Danny King. A long, long offseason, and it starts out like this. It sucks, man. I guess that's the only way to, like, to describe that. It was just the most frustrating game in the world because on defense, we couldn't do anything. And we'll, we have our bullet points we're going to go through, but just first, like, it just sucked. The defense was absolutely horrible. And then we go and like, and this is the way it's going to be all season. If we're losing a game, we're going to have Eli Daniel Jones debate. And I think that's just what we can, we're going to have to expect for the rest of the season until Daniel Jones does start. But the way this game looked, Daniel Jones could be getting a start sooner rather than later. Now I'm not saying week two, and we're going to talk, that's what we'll talk about first after we kind of get our initial frustration out. But We'll talk about it, basically. Danny, talk to me. That was – it was just a terrible game all around. That that first drive basically just teased us, and then we got nothing like that for the rest of the game. Obviously, we'll go into greater detail, but, yeah, not a good game. I mean, yeah, we haven't had to cover at least a losing game because in the preseason, the Giants went undefeated, so we always were having fun while talking about it. So the first losing game, and – it's not a fun losing game to talk about because it was brutal. They, the Giants lost in impressive fashion. That's all we'll say before we get deeper into it. Yeah, it, like you said, just brutal. Like, couldn't have asked for a worse game on defense. Literally. Like, you couldn't have had a worse game on defense than what the Giants did. But let's get – we'll get there. First, I want to get this out of the way, too, because I don't want to talk about this. The Rats, I know there were some questionable calls. Uh, the – the, the hands to the helmet, that didn't get called. I'm not going to get mad about that because that didn't affect the play, although it should have been called. The 12-man on the field, that should have been called, at least from what I know. And then the one that was just unbelievable was that fourth down where Eli ended up fumbling on the fourth and one, and they just tackled Sterling Shepard, and they said it wasn't pass interference because the QB was out of the pocket. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me, Danny. No, it doesn't make every, – every week I look up to see who the official groups are because I know most of them by heart. I'm not sure how many of you out there know them by heart. But the moment I saw Walt Anderson, I didn't get a good vibe because I hate Walt Anderson and his crew. His crew, I've, I've never had a good experience with them. Cowboys and, are 7-1 and one with Walt Anderson. Yeah, and so that pass interference play – Eli, not Eli, Sterling Shepard was literally tackled in the end zone, and Sterling never had the ball at that point. And they said, out of the pocket, something stupid. And that 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 call is when I really lost it. I lost it just in general. I was like, I can't, yeah, but. And also that intentional grounded call, I'm still not entirely sure about that one. I thought that was Saquon was in the area, but hey, what do I know? Maybe I was just, I, I didn't fully understand that, but whatever. But yeah, uh, we can't blame the officials because. No, I, I just wanted to get that out no, of yeah. Yeah, I think but we'll make that a part of the show is we'll get ref the calls we didn't agree with out of the way quick because yeah. the refs did not lose us this game or even close. Yes, some bad it, calls, yeah, just bad but calls there were probably general. actually no, there wasn't any bad calls for the other way. But nonetheless, the refs didn't <laughs> lose this game. The Giants lost this game. The Giants defense lost this game and bad red zone play lost this Giants football game. So let's start with the quarterback situation. Eli Manning played good. 
not all right. He played good. 30 for 44, 306 yards, one touchdown, and one sack. By the way, we'll talk about the offensive line. They played great. So I guess we're starting a little bit on a positive note but as soon as we get to the defense. Like, okay. And people, people were right. saying, like, oh, check down, check down. I did this, like, throwing the ball seven yards to receiver isn't a check down. Like, you can't just go deep. Like, and when people just say, oh, you got to go deep, look to the Daniel Jones play to Red Ellison, a play that could have very easily been intercepted and probably would have been if it was a more intense gameplay. You can't just throw the ball deep. That just, that's, you sound silly when people say, just throw the ball deep. You can't just throw the ball deep. Now, on a third and 17, could you just chuck it up and and risk the interception? Yeah, I guess that's a different situation. But I also get both things. Like, it's the end of the game. Why throw a pick there and and pile on? So, Eli Manning wasn't, like, some checkdown king like he was in the past. And he wasn't self-sacking himself. I mean, that play where he was almost sacked and he spun out of it and chucks the ball down to Cody Latimer, that is a gamer play. And we were still in the game at that point, Danny. So, I just don't understand where people thought like Eli was this checkdown king. He wasn't. He just was not. So he he played a good game, and we'll talk about you know QB situation going forward. But Eli played a good game, and like, he does have some blame in this game. That most of it was playing calling, but it was those two fourth downs where or with the rollout play. Um, that's those were the two biggest like whiffs on that play where Eli shouldn't have tucked that ball. And tried to like make a play and then and then pull it back in. Like he should have just thrown it. I understand it was tight coverage, but he should have thrown it. You're a quarterback. I don't Eli seemed to like feel himself like he could run that play. That was completely bad on Eli, and that was a game changer. And that was the one that the non-call pass interference was on. But that play was on Eli, and that's a game-changing play. So I would that that is totally on Eli. And then the intentional grounding one, that was just a bad play call. And we'll talk about you know the third and fourth down combined. But Overall, Eli played a good game. Like it was, this was nowhere near Dallas Week Two last year. No, yeah, this was a, a good game from Eli. And while putting Daniel Jones in was the right thing, it was a blow at that point. Even Eli admitted that. I mean, it just opened. It can't, like especially the media, they're gonna run with that all the way up until one o'clock next Sunday, thinking of how Daniel Jones should probably be starting. But Eli played good. I I wasn't as mad as Eli as I was more with Pat Shermer, some of the play calling more than anything. So I was, I was fine with how Eli played. Yes. He he only got uh, two touchdowns, one pass and one handed off to Wayne Gallman. But if Eli could play like that and the offense can get more points on the board and the defense, could get some stops, then I'll take that Eli Manning all the time. And, uh, it, what really hurt? I mean, Dallas—they're a good defense. Let's not get that wrong. Dallas is a very quality defense, and they had some good coverages. But as you said, Eli made good throws. Eli on that play, he became Eli Vick, as we're calling him now, when he ran down the field and got a few chunk of yards. And he had that, as you said, when that spun out where he got his hand down, where it looked like he was going to get sacked, but he stood up. Eli did nothing wrong in this game. And that I, was and, such an amazing play, Dan. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you, wrong. but that's a play we can't enjoy because of how bad this game was. If we won that game, that'd be Sports Center top one. That was an amazing play, and we just, and rightfully so, we don't get to enjoy it. No, yeah, but yeah, it was a good play. So I'm not mad with how Eli played. Uh, he played as good as I could have hoped he would have played. You, he played differently, especially with uh, Daniel Jones behind him. He. He he didn't self-sack himself as usually did, but as someone said, I it might have been Troy Aikman or someone, I don't know who, but he didn't have PTSD of last year with this offensive line. He felt comfortable in the pocket, 
And when he got sacked, he got sacked because uh, the guys came at him. He didn't self-sack himself. So I was happy with how Eli played. And I'm hoping that he could, this offense could take advantage of Buffalo next week. Yeah, and I want to talk about the offensive line eventually, but I don't want to do like full 15 minutes of positivity because there's really nothing. There's not a lot to be positive this game. Although we'll get we'll get to the offensive line later in the show, but I don't, I don't want to do that now. So as far as QB going future, Daniel Jones comes in, he throws a few checkdowns, he throws that deep ball that uh, goes incomplete. Um, just so that was a really bad decision on Daniel Jones, and then fumbles it. Uh, could, like if he went in, would I be kind, like confident? Yes, but. Dan, Eli, Daniel Jones isn't starting week two. And Pat Shermer said that. He's like, I'm not playing your hypotheticals. I wish that he would have went in a drive earlier. But nonetheless, I'm glad that they put him in and instead of being afraid of, like, all the backlash and let him get a few reps out there in NFL regular season football. So I'm glad they did that. It shows that they're not going to let, like, the media dictate what they do, which they did do with the whole Eli Geno uh, situation, although I was fine with that. Um they're fine with them, you know, uh, firing McAdoo and putting Eli back in. But it, it was nice to see him get out there and get some reps. Like that's what you that's what you do in blowouts. You put your you put your rookie QB in. So that's I'm glad they're doing that. But as far as Daniel Jones starting week two, it's it's not happening, folks. And if it does, I'm going to be unbelievably shocked. Yeah, there's no way they could put Daniel Jones in because uh, yeah, I'll just talk about Daniel Jones first. He went free for four, 17 yards. Uh, Fine, he only, as you said, only got one drive, but still, the ball security issue came back up again. He he should have ran out of bounds. That's all I'm going to say. Instead of taking that unnecessary hit and it led and to we, a fumble. And we said that coming out of Duke when people are like, "Oh, he's not aggressive." It's like, no, he needs to be less aggressive, yeah. especially when running the ball, because he doesn't like he always takes the hit, and he's going to get injured if he does that like consistently in the NFL. Like, and and that you know what, Andrew Luck did that coming out. And I was one of the person said, "No, nah, let him be a gamer. Let him do that." And and it helped. It helped the Colts win games. But look at it now. So Daniel Jones has to learn to not take hits, especially when you're down. Like it's garbage time with less than a minute and a left. I understand that he's a gamer. And he wants to get that first down, but they have to beat into them, man. Don't take that hit. I, I'm not. Even, I'm not even worried about the fumble. But don't take that hit. That's un. That's so unnecessary. He has to get that beaten into him, man. It's one thing if it's the playoffs. Or the last drive of a game, but you can't do that, man. Like that will get you your collarbone broken. That will get that will that could end up screw up your whole career. And if I'm wrong, obviously I'll look at the tape. But I believe he already had the first down by the time he took the hit. So the hit was even more unnecessary at that point. So yeah, it was the last drive of the game. He, he was trying to go out there and impress the coaches. Yeah, like hey, I'm still good. But it was an unnecessary hit, and it could have led to something. But, yeah, we, we were the ones saying, like, Daniel Jones is very aggressive. We we both talked about that hit. I posted it even on Twitter, the hit that Dexter Lawrence delivered to Daniel. Daniel takes some hits, and I don't want to see him taking the hits. That's the one good thing about, about Eli. We, we complain about it, but he's cautious with his body. He knows he, he plays it safe sometimes, which is sometimes the right call. And look at Eli. It helped him play basically. It's helped him play every single game his whole career. So uh, I, I need Daniels to not take those hits. He is our future, and I don't want to turn to another Andrew Luck situation where he has to retire young because his body took so many hits, and his health he his health is important. And if he he just needs to take care of himself because if he doesn't, we could be looking at another Andrew Luck situation. Because I'm with you, Andrew Luck came out of college and he was just taking hit after hit after hit. And look where he is now. So we need Daniel Jones to play it safe. And it's it, this is 
first time we've seen him in a regular season game. He hopefully has 16 more years in a Giants uniform as a good Giants quarterback in him, and I don't want to see him taking unnecessary hits. All right, let's talk about the offensive game, the game plan. Let's, let's for, two for 11 on third down. That's unacceptable. That's bad. And it wasn't like, oh, like, you know, third and long. They were times where we should have been converting, and we didn't. Now, I understand the idea of when it's third and one and you know you're going to go for it on fourth, taking a shot, taking, like, you know, running that play action. But we're not the Chiefs. We can't afford to do that. We're not good enough to do that. You just got to get that first down. You hand the rock to Saquon twice. That's what you got to do. And like if we if we were this high flying offense and we're playing with a lead, yeah, then we can start taking some chances like that. But both times it screwed us. We're handing the ball to Elijah Penny out of the. It's one thing if you had him in like the tailback position, but that fullback handoff is the dumbest play in the NFL. And I'm a big fan of having a fullback on the team, but that fullback handoff is just such a dumb play. It never gets anything. Like, yeah, maybe you could get a yard and a first down, but why wouldn't you just pick the guy who's the best running back in the NFL, do that with a lead blocker in front of him? So that was ridiculous. And then the play after that was the the, the Eli rollout, which he ended up fumbling on. And then in the beginning of the game, when we were still in this game, they uh, it was the second, it was actually the second drive of the game. Third and one, and we what did we do on third and one? Now I'm blanking. But on probably, the f- I, would probably, I think we passed it. And was that the rollout play? I think that, that was, was the rollout play, play, and then we had the penalty that led us to fourth and 11 after that. And you have to punt the ball. Hand the ball off to Saquon. We can't be – we're not good enough to be cute like that. So that's where I stand with that. I, under, I completely understand the philosophy, like I said, of going for – taking a chance on third and one when you know you're going for on fourth. But – we're not good enough to do that. We can't get cute. You just got to hand the ball to Saquon at that point. I, I have an issue because in his press conference, Pat Schirmer said he is fine with how you use Saquon Barkley. And I, I don't agree with him with that. As you said, there are multiple times, the third and one, and where we should have handed it off to Saquon Barkley. That play where Sterling Shepard was, uh, uh, was interfered with in the end zone. Uh, it should have been handed off to Saquon Barkley. I don't get this rollout play, especially against the Dallas Cowboys, one of the they are a very young defense, and they got some moves. And Eli Manning, he's not fast. This Dallas team is good at cover sideline to sideline. And when Eli was rolling out, he was basically, if no one was open, he was going to take a sack, or he had to throw it away. So I very much disagreed with how Pat Schirmer played this game in general. Uh, he said in that second quarter, I can't blame him for that second quarter because the defense could not get off the field. They didn't help anyone out. So I'm not— I, I did not support this game plan. Saquon only getting 11 carries was not how this game should have played. Yes, he had 120 yards, but he needs more than that. I'm sorry. And that Elijah Penny play, as you said, I, I'm a huge supporter of Elijah Penny, but that's Saquon's territory. Uh, Pen- Saquon is stronger. You might think, oh, but Penny's a fullback. Penny still played halfback or running back when he was with Arizona. He's more, he's a running back that got turned into a fullback. So I, I, I did not support this game plan. I know I'm repeating that, but that's my thoughts on it. It was a terrible game plan, and it didn't end well for us because Dallas exposed us. And l- let me also make this clear. Dallas was out without Byron Jones, their best cornerback. Well, at least he was playing but not starting. D- it, Dallas, in my opinion, they're the team to beat in the NFCs. They, yes, we're the Giants. We're not that good. But Dallas manhandled us, and their defense is a force, and I'm— I believe I'm gonna. I say they're the winners of this division. Yeah, that's the thing too, man. Dallas is good, and I don't know if Dak, if our defense is just that bad, or if Dak actually. I, I think we're that bad. 
I, I think it's a combination of both. I, I think Dak got a lot better because, okay, you mentioned the game plan. I, I, I want to say it for defense, but I don't think they expected that out of Dak. I think that they, they came to stop the run, which they did, but they didn't expect Dak to play like that. Um, I want to hold off for the defense, though. Hey, uh, Saquon I, getting 11 carries. Problem. <sighs> Partly. Now, that gets overblown because he didn't, like, once once the game got away, like, you're throwing the ball. But, yeah, he should have had more than 11 carries, no doubt. But we only had, I think, three like, three and a half drives, basically, in the first half. Uh, we only had nine minutes of possession time. Um, but the offensive line was moving cats, and he was running. He had that long run. Like, the, the offensive line was playing really well, and Saquon was running the ball. So they should have fed him more in the game. But it's just kind of like the game plan got away. And like at that, like it got too late to just start handing the rock to Saquon. But I do agree. Where if if this is who we are, we got it. We got to hand the ball off more to Saquon to start a game off. Um, although we did start like the, the first two drives were good until we had that freaking third and one, fourth and eleven crap. That's when it got bad. But like we were moving the ball. Um, but the game just got away from us because the defense was just that bad. Yeah, like the main part of this game. Was the offense bad? They weren't. They just weren't good. Dallas defense is very good, as we said. But the main heart of this issue with this game came on defense. Uh, we're gonna get to that, but I'm gonna say this now. That second quarter, I like Giants did not get on that field to maybe like for a while in that second quarter because the Giants defense couldn't get a stop. And if you can't get stops, then it, it leads to this. You stops. The Giants defense needs to get stops. Well, you know, I'm gonna save that for the defense, but. The game plan, maybe I'm overreacted to it a little bit. I think you're right. Once you're down, especially the Giants, where they had to start passing. But that first drive, they ran up Saquon. Look what happened. It was so good. You off of the line, as you said, we're pushing guys. They got the off of the line. That was the one bright spot on this today. Very good. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, I think he had, I think, yeah, he like got sacked once. If I'm wrong, correct me. But Demarcus Mike Reynolds, Lawrence. But I, I, was it, I don't oh, yeah. even know who got the hold on. I'll look it up. But yeah, it was. But Mike Reynolds did a good job. Blocking Demarcus it was Lawrence. Once, it was one sack and it was only four yards. Yeah, so um, D- Mike Rummers did a good job blocking Demarcus Lawrence. Kevin Zeidler, good job. John Ha, the offensive line did great. Uh, Evan Ingram, he was very much a factor in this game plan. And while I'm not surprised he was the guy Eli went to a lot, I was a little bit more surprised that Eli went to him that many times. I think Evan Ingram is a guy that Eli's going to rely on while Golden Tate's out. 11 catches on 14 targets, 116 yards, and a touchdown. And we said it all offseason, Danny. They should try and – they need the scheme plays up for Evan Ingram. The kind of the way they did with Odell in the past, do that with Evan Ingram. So, like you said, that's another bright spot. I want to wrap it up on the offense. I'm going through my notes. I mean, it wasn't good. It definitely wasn't good. But, like you said, we're not going to see Daniel Jones starting next week as much as – even if even if you think that's the right thing, I think everyone can agree that we're not going to see it. Um, like a two for four in the red zone. Uh the 16 passes on first down, eight runs. With Saquon, you'd like to see that number a little more, although it's not the worst ratio. Total yards, they outgained us by 24 yards, and they only had four more plays. That's crazy to think about. This, like, the offense kind of moved the ball, but we didn't execute. So I'm not, like, saying offense, good job, because they moved the ball, but we just did, we didn't execute. You, you know, the name of the game is scoring points, and we didn't do that. So offense didn't play well. Any last thoughts on the offense, Danny? Because I'm, I'm ready to move on to the defense. I mean, no, yeah, we covered the offense. Uh, yeah, the offense, there's, there's hope there. There, if, if we do, let's say, make a run at this, it's going to be through them. I said this could be a 2016-like season, but reversed, uh, I think 
while we didn't win this game and they only scored 17 points, I still view that to be true. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, the defense sucked on every level. They just sucked. Like, we found some positivity in the offense, but there is nothing to be positive on the defense. Not a single player. There's not a single player you could say something positive. Obviously, we haven't seen the All-22 film, and it's a lot harder to judge defense um, without seeing that yet, which we'll, you know, we'll have a Wednesday show where we do clean it up a bit. But Jabril Peppers didn't play good. Pathea didn't play good. None of the corners played good. And Tony Hamilton, they just need to shoot him off the face of the earth. Uh, D-line didn't do anything. Uh, Edge, Golden, Carter, uh, nobody did anything good. Ogletree sucked. Connolly made a couple of plays, but he didn't get a whole lot of playing time. Tay Davis had a couple smacks in the beginning of the game, but then there was nowhere to be found after that. The defense was horrible. Let's start with Antonio Hamilton, first of all. He's horrible. Why is he ever playing? At least let the rookies go out there and screw up. At least let DeAndre Baker and Corey Ballantyne go out there and screw up. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna count it when I get when I get the chance to watch the tape. But there was that one point where they had literally just three plays in a row. They just threw it at him every time. They were just picking on him. They made it easy for Dak. Dak had a perfect passer rating because of how bad this defense is, man. And we talked all offseason, Danny. We said there's a lot of youth on this defense. There's a lot to be excited about, but youth doesn't translate to success. And I tell you. <laughs> It sure as hell ain't this game. This is a good team. So it can't be the, the whole measuring stick for the whole season. But we're not even going to be bad teams if, the, if this t- defense is like this. Like, obviously, we're not going to have another game like this. But the Bills offense is going to do good against us. And their offense is, like, worse than the NFL. So this, this could be really bad, man. This defense is absolutely horrible. It's in desperate need of a pass rusher. And don't be like, oh, should have drafted Josh Allen. I'm still on the Daniel, like, Daniel Jones over anybody. Um, but nonetheless, this defense was horrible. And the schemes weren't good either. It, it got so bad. Even Antrell Roll, he said, give him off the train. He's coming out of retirement. I, yeah, it was, I, they sucked, as you said. There, there's no better way to put this. The moment I ran Antonio Hamilton was going to begin to snap, I'm like, this isn't going to end well. And the fact that Allison I thought it was on bull crap. I already did. did. I, Dan, Danny, I didn't even believe when. Remember when it was like, oh, Antonio Hamilton and DeAndre Baker were going to share snaps. I was like, no way, because Antonio Hamilton was the worst corner in preseason. Even Henry, like Henry Tolliver, had better plays yeah. than him. He was the, the worst cornerback on this team the whole preseason. The, I, I was blown away that he made the roster and he's getting the majority of the snaps on Week One against the Dallas Cowboys. It was, it was mind numbing. Like. I'm not going to, like, attack, like, James Betcher's overall scheme. But one thing I will attack him on is, like, why is Antonio Hamilton out there? Uh, it's, it is rough. I hope he never doesn't get another snap this season. Like, I, I'm over Antonio Hamilton. I was wondering going in, how am I going to talk about players going into it? Am I going to be harsh? Because it is – like, I'm expecting Antonio Hamilton's family to come after me because I'm calling for his cutting. I'm calling for him to lose a job. I know, like, that's 
you know, in this new like this new era, you're not supposed to do stuff like that. But I hope Antonio Hamilton doesn't have a job on Tuesday. Thing is, Antonio Hamilton, he, he was on this team last year not for his corner playing ability, but to be a gunner. He he's not a he can't tackle. He was pushing people at one point. He can't tackle anyone. And the the thing is, Jordan Ronan said Antonio Hamilton was a standout at camp. I was like one. I never heard his name mentioned once at camp. And, and yeah, as you said in preseason, he sucked. Antonio Hamilton. And we're gonna talk about that once I show most likely because we'll know who signed. But right now we have one free roster spot, and I feel like we got to use that on a corner because. Antonio Hamilton can't play. DeAndre Baker's a rookie, but still, he's yeah. DeAndre Baker. I think if he didn't have that knee injury, I don't think Antonio Hamilton will be getting any playing time like he did today. But still, I, I they needed, in my opinion, Antonio Hamilton should not have been the other rotated guy. You have a, a great corner in Corey Ballantyne right there on the sideline. Why was he not playing? Why did it take him so long to get into the game? At, at some point, you just give him a shot. At least and, he's going to go out there and try and and be a good tackler. That third and long that Randall Cobb got. It was like a, I think it was like a third and like thirteen or fourteen, and the ball is. It was third and seventeen actually, because it was that they were playing off, which is fine. Like him catching that ball was fine. I was completely fine with that. He's five yards away from the first down marker, and Randall Cobb just bullies him, just completely bullies him, and gets the first down. They should have taken him out after that. That was, that was pathetic football. Yeah, like I was. I was annoyed with DeAndre Baker struggling, but I keep I had to keep reminding myself in my head he's a rookie. These this is gonna happen. Corey Ballantyne, if he was out there struggling, I had to keep reminding myself he's a rookie. Antoine Hamilton, I Jordan Ron, as I said, Jordan, he, I don't know how he's a standout at camp. Uh, this defense, it was they we knew they were a problem. We knew youth was gonna be there, but there's still some good veteran leadership on this team, and the veteran leadership we can't. Pin this all on the rookies because the veterans didn't do much either. We'll get into the whole defense as a whole. Our veteran but, leaders suck. Yeah, Michael th- Thomas sucks. Why is he ever on the football field on on defense? No Only special teams. Like, and it was early in the game. And I, I think Ogletree Peppers had an injury horrible. at that point. I don't know, but he no, he was in the next play. He was in the next play because I was asking, like, is he knows. injured? Because why is Michael Thomas like even? I think on he the had field? a. I think he had a cramp. Maybe I think that's what I read. But regardless of what it was, Michael Thomas shouldn't ever be on the field. And like like you said, DeAndre Baker giving up a touchdown, yeah, does that suck? Do I want to see it? No. But I'm also not going to blast DeAndre Baker. It's his first game. And, like, it was in man coverage. Like, now, I, I wouldn't have expected that to happen going into this game. But nonetheless, he's a rookie. Like, they are going to make mistakes. They're not going to, like, you're not, they're not going to press when they're supposed to. They're going to screw things up. But Antonio Hamilton... He, he, there's no excuse. There's, I'm not going to blame Antonio Hamilton. I'm going to blame the coaches for putting him on the field because that's it. Like he's a bad play. He's a bad football player. So I don't know why we put a bad football player on the field. I don't even want to blame Antonio Hamilton. I want to blame James Betcher. Like, Hey, James Betcher, why'd you put a bad football player on the field? That's, that would be my question for James Betcher. Thing is though, I, I can't get too mad at James Betcher because the Giants, they really haven't helped him out again in playmakers. He, I mean, you can argue that he obviously has a say in it, but but he, I'm I'm fine with the way this team has been built because we're not yeah. going to go out and get a huge guy in free agency, and we you know we drafted Saquon last year, um, and then obviously Daniel Jones like Daniel Jones was the right pick like unless he ends up being a bust Daniel Jones was the right pick 
Uh, they, you know, they drafted Dexter Lawrence and DeAndre Baker. So people are like, why aren't they drafting defense? Well, we did two guys in the first round, and our next pick was O'Shane Zimenez, who I think is going to have an increased role on, on this team going forward. But, like, they're, it's not like they're just ignoring the defense. It's not like Jerry Reese just ignoring the O-line. So I'm completely fine with, like, the way the young guys are built. It was the fact that Antonio Hamilton that was on the field and just running cover two over and over again when they're just slicing it up. That's what they did in week 17. They just slice it up. They would do that play action. Here's what it was. The Giants were ready to stop the run, and they did, but they, like, didn't expect the, the Cowboys to come out and sling it like they did. They were ready to run. They were ready for Dak Prescott to be the same kind of, like, bad QB he's been – not average QB he's been in the past. That game plan works against Dak Prescott last year, probably, like week two last year. But Dak has, has improved. He's not as good as he looked tonight, but he has improved. And they just came – the Giants came to stop the run – and when the, the Cowboys started slinging all over the field, they had nothing for him. Because, you know, Zeke had 13 carries for 53 yards. Tony Pollard had 13 for 24. Um, so, like, they run, like they couldn't run the ball, and they didn't really do it a lot because, you know, Dak Prescott was 25 for 32 for 405 yards and four touchdowns. And we were running this cover two where Ogletree, like, Ogletree isn't even that good in the run game. And, like, he just constantly, like, goes for the play action and gets the ball thrown over him in the middle. And we run this cover two where the safeties are playing super wide, and that just leaves wide open guys in the middle. I think there was the – what was it? The Randall Cobb touchdown um, and the Blake Swain touchdown were just wide open in the middle field. It looked like week 17 last year all over again. Yeah. It was – it just – this defense was so bad. It was – we knew they were a question mark going into the season. We knew they weren't going to be a good – but they were worse than I thought they would have been. Dak Prescott, as we said, he he improved somewhat. But we have to keep remembering this is a Giants defense. But they were awful. I, as you said, covered they they camera on cover too. Just miscommunications everywhere. Uh, it was this secondary being young is gonna hurt us. Uh, and on that DeAndre Baker touchdown, he was going up against uh, Amari Cooper. The moment I saw it was Amari Cooper versus DeAndre Baker, I was like, they are 100% targeting that. I was like, there's a high chance this goes for a touchdown, and it went exactly for a touchdown. So there, nothing is good on this defense, uh, as you said. We we have positive things to talk about the offense, but I, I can't name one positive thing. On, on the Talk of Giants Twitter, because I, I cover like, the drive-by-drive thing, the moment we got to, like, I started making sarcastic jokes the moment we got to stop, because it was, like, monumental for this defense. So, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Danny. The Cowboys offensive line is really, really good. Even when we blitz, we couldn't against them. So, like, as much as this sucks and we kind of are panicking, like, I still think this defense can play with teams that don't have an offensive line like the Cowboys. Now, that, I'm not even taking, saying that as a compliment because, like, to win to win in the NFL, you have to be able to do something against a good offensive line like that. And the offensive line would just dominated us on pass. Uh, I, you know, I haven't got to go and watch Dexter Lawrence play-by-play, play, but he didn't do anything that surprised me. I don't even know if he had a tackle. Um, Lorenzo Carter, who was supposed to be this guy who stepped up, he didn't do anything. I mean, just nobody, like, nobody made a play on defense is what it came down to, especially up front because the Cowboys' defensive line – was just unbelievably good. Look, Dexter Lawrence had one tackle, one, and it was an assisted tackle. Marcus Golden had one tackle, an assisted tackle. Uh, Eli Manning had as many tackles as, as Demarcus Lawrence had. <laughs> I mean, our, our we okay out of our uh, our six leading tacklers, Jabril Peppers and Antoine Bethea, two DBs. Al Ogletree third was six. 
and then three corners with five, five, and four. And Antonio Hamilton has five tackles because he got the, the ball thrown at him 12 times. He's going to make a few tackles when that happens. Um, so when your DBs are, are five of your six leading tacklers, you're in trouble. So just we couldn't make a play against their offensive line. It gave Dak time and it allowed Dak to look like an amazing quarterback because he just had all day to throw no matter what we threw at them, even when we blitzed. And I don't think we blitzed a lot. I'm going to you know break down and see how many times we did blitz and what the percentages was. But even when we did blitz, it didn't do anything. And I was at a point to where I was like, you know what, just send five, six every time I play man coverage because it can't be worse than what it is. Um, and it just was it was a pathetic effort on defense, really. Uh, Carl Banks, he, he tweeted this out, and I 100% agree with him. He said, as a barometer game, we found out what the Giants aren't, and that's ready to contend with a playoff caliber team. Next week, we're going to find out who, who they are because if this defense can't stop Buffalo – Buffalo, they have a decent quarterback, and they're decent. But if they can't stop Buffalo, it's going to be hard to find out who they could stop. And we're probably going to, we're going to break this down group by group coming up. But uh, we as yeah, we can't compete with a Dallas. There, I think Dallas. I think Buffalo is going to be a good test because they that's don't have your, a Dallas line. They don't have a Dallas line. But sorry, go ahead. That, that's that's a great point. We'll know for sure what this defense is next week. We really will because Buffalo is bad on offense. Josh Allen, I'm not a believer in him at all. If this defense gets torched by Buffalo, I'm not even talking about like torched like they did against the, against Dallas tonight or yesterday when you're listening. But if they if 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 the Buffalo Bills are able to move the ball and especially in the air, then this defense is just flat out bad, and we should look to trade to Norris Jenkins and get and. And not because because Janoris Jenkins actually played pretty good. Um, but at this point, it's like, well, might as well let the young guys come in and learn and get what you can for Janoris Jenkins while you can. Because if they can't if they can't do anything against Buffalo, they're not going to be able to do anything against anybody. Yeah. So I'm going to be at that Buffalo game. I'm going to get a firsthand look at how good or bad this defense is. Uh, as you said, I think we should hopefully get a pass rush on Buffalo because Dallas is there. They're the best off the best off the line in the league, hands down. I, a few weeks ago, I, f- I forgot Lalele Collins was on this team. I, I thought he was somewhere else. So, I we if the this secondary needs a pass rush to get going. I don't think that got hit once. Maybe got hit once or something like that. But they need help. Uh, and at this point, I mean, I'm not sure. I think we need to keep Janoris Jenkins for as long as we can up until that trade deadline because he needs to teach these guys. Because I think no another issue is with Antonio Hamilton. We need Sam Beal. <laughs> it's reached a point. Today was a moment where I was like, where the hell is Sam Beal? I know he's injured, and it's, it's a part we of it. We need anybody but Antonio Hamilton. Yeah, but Sam Beal is a must. We need Sam Beal. He's that six-foot guy. We need him out there. He needs to help out Janoris Jenkins. He needs to help out the team. Sam Beal, I know he's able to come back week eight or nine. He, If he's not back by that, Antonio Hamilton should be gone. So at Sam Beal, I'm hoping, is the answer. If we get Sam Beal back, maybe he can help block a few, help shut down a few guys, but this defense is in trouble, and Sunday we'll, we'll we'll truly find out who we are as a team. If it will be a fun season with a few wins here and there, or if we're a terrible team and it's like 2017 all over again. This defense gave me 2017 vibes today. I'm going to say that. It really did, man. Zero sacks. Dallas was 6 for 10 on third down conversions, and that was the thing. This team was in the game early despite bad play, but we just couldn't get stops on third downs. Just not every time. It was just third down after third down. And then the offense gets rolling, and then there's no stopping them. And then, then the Giants' offense is playing from behind. 
That's why Saquon ends up with 11 targets because his offense was playing from behind for pretty much the entire game after that first Dallas score. It's going to be a struggle, man. It's, listen, I'm, I'm as optimistic as anybody. This is going to be a struggle, man. Um, this defense is young, and the guys who aren't young didn't play well. Ogletree, Bethea, I don't want to say much on him because I, I want to watch him. Um, but and it's hard to tell who was the guy responsible for those cover twos. But none of, like, I don't know, man. There was nothing to really be excited about on the defensive side. None of those B.J. Hill, Dalvin Lawrence, Dexter uh, – sorry, Dalvin Tomlinson, Dexter Lawrence. None of those guys were able to do anything. It's brutal, man. This defense is young. Like I said, they were playing against the best offensive line in the NFL probably. So we'll get to see how they are against a bad Buffalo team. That's when we'll see what this defense is made of. Let's see. Like, Dexter Lawrence, you got to come out and play. We were talking about Dexter Lawrence, like – drawing a double team like he couldn't even be one-on-one so and so and i'm not even mad at dexter lawrence i'm not mad at deandre baker i'm not mad at any of the first second year guys i'm really not the problem is antonio hamilton is even put on the field why is he put on the field alec ogletree maybe he wasn't the one to blame and those those over the middle touchdowns but he didn't do anything else good uh peppers was nowhere to be found peppers didn't make a single play in this game um I don't know. I felt like at some point it was like, why, why don't we just scrap the game plan and just play man like backyard man covers? Because it, it, it couldn't have gotten any worse than it was. They knew exactly what we were doing, and they picked it apart. So it's – I don't even know what else to say, man. It's it's rough, you know, and I, I listened to the pressers. Nobody said anything of note. Shermer said, though, when they asked, like, what is it going to take – like, does it, it – pretty much asked, is it going to take a bad Eli performance to make Daniel Jones a starter or – Will it just be like, all right, we're going to throw him in there? And he's basically like, today was an obvious situation to put Daniel Jones in, but I'm not going to play your hypotheticals, which is the best way to answer it. So um, even if he was being dishonest, that's the best way to answer it because then the media can't take it and run with it. Like they're running with the – like where he said he was fine with like the game plan with Saquon. Obviously, looking back, he probably would have gave Saquon more carries to start the game. Um but, like, the media is going to run with that. Like, they think – Pat Shermer thinks running Saquon 11 times is a great idea when that's not what he said. So, it is what it is. I, I'm glad that they had the balls to throw Daniel Jones in the end of the game. I wish they would have done it a drive earlier. But, nonetheless, the fact that they're willing to do that shows a lot. I don't know. Dan, Danny, you got any thoughts? I mean, I'll just wrap it up with a few of the other guys. Uh, I always remember Landon Collins making at least a few plays in most of these games. So real Peppers, I never heard his name once. I believe on that first touchdown, I feel like maybe Jabril Peppers was responsible for that, but I don't want to. I, I can't say that in confidence. Al Gogletree, as you said, did nothing special. Ryan Connolly, nothing special. Well, I no, I'm not even gonna say Ryan because he's a rookie. Tay Davis, I think maybe he made like one or two plays here and there. Nothing else. Uh, Jack Rabbit, in my opinion, was probably the best veteran on this team today. Uh, he he helped us out. He got he just played fine. That's all there was. Uh, uh, Dalvin Thompson, as you said, nothing special. This defense, it, it's going to be a long year. Uh, I, I still have confidence. You know, I'm going to be rooting for them every time. But uh, I, I got I, a spin zone. Yeah, in 2007, oh, no. we won the Super Bowl. Goes. We played Dallas in Week One and allowed 45 points. Just gonna, I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's facts. Don't get mad at me for stating facts. But but the but the problem is 
the problem the is, thing is here's Danny. This defense sucks, and I don't expect much out of it. Uh, especially or this defense, like I don't expect them to ever be able to do really good against a good team. But it's week one. It's week one. I don't want to super overreact. Obviously, this is going to be an episode of overreactions, but it's week one. Let's see. Let's see how we can handle three teams that I don't even want to say bad, but aren't great. And Buffalo, Tampa, and Washington. Those are three winnable games. We should definitely move the ball on offense. But let's let's see how we go against those teams, how this defense is against those teams. Because it is week one. And how many times do we see these wild overreactions on week one and stuff changes? I mean, look at the Colts last year. The Colts were really bad to start the season. And by the end of the year, they were they were a playoff team that won a playoff game. And like, and the biggest thing for them was an improved offensive line. And you know what? I was like, the offensive line played great. I mean, they were great in the run game, in the pass play. Eli wasn't pressured. He only had the one sack and it was for four yards. They played really good. From Mike Remmers, Kevin Zeitler, by the way, that whole hop thing was cute until it made Mike Remmers do a false start. Made me a little frustrated. Um, Nate Solder, I want to go and rewatch because I feel like there's a few times where he got beat. Hernandez had a holding penalty besides that. Jalapio played good in the run game. Like we talked about in the preseason, they're going to open up cutback lanes, which makes me wish we would have ran the ball more than 11 times because Saquon, Saquon averaged, what, 10 yards per carry? I mean, it was it was pretty beautiful how like, Saquon was playing great. And now that I'm talking about it, we should have ran Saquon more than 11 times, damn it. Um, so, yeah, this offensive line played really good. I'll end it – like, I'll, I'll say that. I'm, I'm not going to be afraid of being like, you guys are always so positive. The offensive line played really good. So that was really nice to see. Uh, Mike Remmers played great. We talked about Mike like, – people thought Mike Remmers was going to get destroyed. Mike Remmers played amazing. And that was against DeMar- Demarcus Lawrence. Mike Remmers played like a man today. The whole offensive line played great. So I was proud of them. I don't know who's going to be Bobby Banff. That's going to be way less ex- – that's going to be a way less of a fun award after a game like this. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll wrap it up here, or at least – the offense is – I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. Uh, I have faith in them. Uh, it was a bad game against a good defense. Goal to say when he comes back is going to be huge. Uh, he, he He's a vital piece of this offense, and when he comes back, I'm very excited to see what he brings to this team. Defense is, is – they're the issue. Uh, as we said this year, we'll go as far as our offensive line will take us. But well, this defense is going to drag us down. And yes, it's week one. We're overreacting most likely. But this could be our defense for about the next 15 weeks. And uh, let's say we make a magical run. We don't have the defense to win in a playoff game. We, we just don't have the defense to win now. I'm, so, I'm sorry that minute. I, I'm overreacting, but I, I just can't go out there every day, every week. I don't think that's much of an overreaction, Danny. This defense isn't good enough to win a playoff game. This is not an overreaction. This defense is not good enough to win a playoff game. Unless unless we go, like, just go 45-42. Maybe we can win a game like that. Yeah, but, yeah, this defense... Hey, you know what? The Browns suck. The Browns are bad. The Browns suck! That was the one good thing about all today. The suck. I was talking so much trash, and it's like, I can't even talk trash now. But you know what? It was nice. Two guys who've been on this show, and two of my favorite New York Giants of all time, said those dumbasses in Cleveland want, worried about running their mouth about the Giants, but they're getting smoked by Tennessee. Brandon Jacobs and Rich Sorber. I love those guys. Those are two of my favorite guys. I was I loved it when they said that, man. Do you want to hear a funny story before we I go? suck. 
And, Do you want to hear? Sorts Kyler Murray, although he he played good. He, he, there's a funny story today on your from your favorite reporter Josina Anderson in a Browns practice. Baker Mayfield overthrew Odell Beckham, and then he said, "Gosh darn it, I'm playing like Eli Manning, and I'm not saying Eli played better than Baker today, but Eli did, did play better than Baker." Baker sucked. Baker, you sucked. And they booed him. Cleveland booed him. Let's play him in front of fans who actually care. So that's. <laughs> Well, maybe I am going to finish this show off with a smile on my face. Cleveland sucks. And I don't care if people are like, well, why are you worried about them? Worry about yourself. No, I, 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 like, I like football. And I don't worry like about Browns. who we want. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. Browns suck. And I'm super happy about it. <laughs> yeah, no. The Browns suck, uh, so we could come away with that. The Giants play better than the Browns. We I lost the Browns beat better this week. I'm just going to cut like, like I do for the Giants. I'm just going to cover the Browns all week. They suck. No, you know what? The Giants lost to a good team. The Browns, who are a way better team than Tennessee, got routed by Tennessee. And it, it was very, very beautiful, especially when Baker tried to throw that pass to Odell and got picked off. I they, they, won Odell. On, they won on paper, so that was cool. <laughs> yeah, but Dallas, uh, Browns suck. You know, Dallas sucks as well. I hate you, Dallas. Stop being so good. Let us win a game here and there. I just thought of a great idea. We should ask you to send in the Antonio Hamilton roast. That's kind of mean, though. Um, all right. We're rambling. We'll be back Wednesday, Tuesday night. Uh, we'll put out a, a tweet for mailbag questions. Send those in. He'll be So Wednesday shows will be film cleanup and mailbag. So I'm sure we'll get a bunch of those. Um, would like to get a voicemail line set up, but uh, not, not, not quite yet. Um, yeah, so <sighs> until Wednesday, folks, let's go Big Blue.